0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: Actually, whip off my AC really quick. That's going to help.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Go to Shopify.com/try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/try.
2: And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at wfpk.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here and, uh, and checking out the series. Of course, if you like what you see and what you hear, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists. And discover the new ones. You can do so at uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast. At NPRWFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, recent episodes on here have included uh, the cast. From the show Minx, as we talked about their second season, uh, Keanu Reeves and his band Dogstar. We hung out with uh, Bruno Major, Lior Phillips, Janelle Monae dropped by to talk about her latest roles and new album, The Age of Pleasure. We had uh, Sam from Greta Van Fleet, Ian Hunter from Mata Hoople, Lucinda Williams, Nick Hexham of 311. Those are just a few uh, recent guests that we've had on the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is actor Dylan Arnold. Uh, Now, Dylan portrays Frank Oppenheimer in the new Christopher Nolan blockbuster Oppenheimer, uh, which is, of course, is about uh, the the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer, the uh, theoretical physicist who helped develop the first nuclear weapons on the Manhattan Project. And of course you've heard of it, because it's one of the biggest biggest uh, movies of the summer, and yes, came out on the same day as Barbie. Now, uh, uh, now, with uh, I should point out, with the strike going on, with the actors and writers' strike, uh, we had to tape this one uh, right before it happened. So we were actually taping this one uh, right before the strike happened, and so right before the movie actually came out. But we still have plenty of room to run to talk about. Uh, First of all, uh, what it was like to audition for Christopher Nolan, how he landed the role in this movie. We dove into the background of uh, of Frank, who, of course, is the brother of, of our lead character, J. Robert Oppenheimer. And of course, through the parallels of how this story uh, sort of relates to you know the situations we still find ourselves in today, uh, not just with, uh, with, with bombs and more and, and, and nuclear threats, but also with what we're faced with with, you know the, these new frontiers of uh, artificial intelligence, et cetera. But we'll have some fun as well. Dylan's going to talk about what it was like to be on a set with a what seems like near endless barrage of legendary names, and uh, and what a role like this offers for the next step in his career, which includes the upcoming Apple TV Plus series called Lady in the Lake. So it's all that and more. We're talking Oppenheimer. It's Kyle Meredith with Dylan Arnold. Hi, how's it going? You know, even before the movie's out, you look at the trailer and like it's like the biggest trailer of the year. I mean, this yeah. thing is amazing. And it's cool to see that you're playing something different than I think people are used to seeing you in in the movies we've seen before. Yeah. Maybe we just start at the beginning here. I mean, wh- how did you end up? How did you end up playing? Because you're playing Frank Oppenheimer, right? This is this is like the brother, right?
1: Right, younger brother of uh, Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, um, who's such a such a fascinating man. Um, so I had, a, I had a really great time researching him. But uh, I, you know, started with a self tape you know you get a self tape for a Christopher Nolan movie and you're like all right <laughs> let's go let's have some fun uh and i you know i did it it was a scene that i think everyone who auditioned i think had the same scene which was uh, a, a you know just the character was scientist and it was a monologue explaining how how stars die uh and which was very well written and very interesting so i i had a lot of fun with that and then the second uh scene was um uh, I think from a movie, but it was a uh, scientist speaking with a, a military personnel about, um, you know, keeping information secret. So you kind of seemed like had the had the themes in there, at least. But uh, but, you know, I did that and I had a lot of fun with it. And then, um, you know, didn't didn't hear anything for a few months. And then uh, I heard that he wanted to meet me in person, have me go in for an in- Person audition, which was because this, you know, everything's been digital or virtual since um since the pandemic. So this was my my first in-person audition in about two and a half years was in front of Christopher Nolan. So I don't think, you know, I don't think you could go zero to 60, uh, you know, any faster. I uh, so I but I um, I guess, you know, I I went in and, you know, going in for someone like him, just knowing I'm going to be I'm going to meet him and be able to be in front of him. That was a win for me, truly. Um, I really actually wasn't thinking about getting it. I was just thinking, this is a great career step to meet this guy. And, um, you know, the, he's he's a very like low key, uh, very calm demeanor. So he he, he was very, he, he, you know, put me at a ease when I went in and gave me a great note. And, you know, I did it and then. I guess a couple of weeks later found out I got it. And I, I think I was speechless. I didn't really know what to say. Um,
2: to me, that's, that's when the real fear sets in. Like once you're like, Oh, I got it. Now yeah, I have now to, I have do, to it. do it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> There's this thing. I I think it's so funny. I think with something that I've noticed with acting so much, it's like, you know, you want a role, everyone wants a great role, but then w- once you get it it's like oh now it's not just an idea anymore i have to come with my a game and especially with someone like this and and the cast and it's like i really i just knew i had to step it up and it's amazing because everybody else had that thought you know Uh, like i didn't have any conversations with chris about about research in particular i think it was just expected that everyone was going to come in and know about their the characters they were playing know where they fit into the story and history and everyone did and you could feel that on set it was so the the depth was pretty amazing and and so I just you know I I devoured uh as much research as I could about about Frank and you know I read the American Prometheus what the movie is based on and then I there's another book about Frank about uh his early life and then him going to he he founded the Exploratorium in San Francisco in his later years so it it dipped into that so you know my job was just to get as close to this guy as I could and get inside his mind as much as I could and like I see Killian say you know very appropriately you're not trying to do an impersonation or not an impression an impersonation that's what it is yeah so so uh, I just wanted to find the spirit of this guy as much as I could
2: and he's got such an interesting story on top of it I mean I was just looking at you know just some of the small parts like like he was a, a proficient flautist. Yeah. Like yeah, and he could was. have been a professional flute player if he wanted to.
1: He was taught by one of the best flautists at the time. Uh his his parents got him this this tutor because they g- grew up very wealthy in Manhattan. Um and uh and they were introduced to uh literature and uh art and they and music and they were a very well-rounded family. They spoke different languages and 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 they kind of had all these resources at their disposal. that being said, they were both just brilliant, you know you can you can't teach all of this uh but uh, but yeah, I found you know Frank from very early in his life was just led with this curiosity, which I think he he continued to lead his life with um you know, he was a bit big tinkerer, he would take things apart and put them back together i love there's this great story of him when he was uh i think 16 he his father was away and he took apart their grand piano uh to see how it worked and then he realized oh now i got to put it back together and so he he stayed up all night and put it back together successfully before his father got home that's incredible um, it's it's amazing so um yeah they definitely just had this had this thirst uh that really led them to some amazing places
2: and we'll be right back right after this Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know... Deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Dylan Arnold. And just to have all that information like in your mind, like how
1: much of that do you use in, in simple delivery? In terms of how I approach a scene, you know, I think it definitely informs it it, obviously everything that one does in their life informs how they lead it from on. So uh, I think, you know, if it doesn't show up in, in the delivery, it, it definitely informed in terms of, okay, what thoughts is he uh, forming about what these people are saying? How, uh, you know, and, um, and I think the things that really helped me was, was the uh, book about the Exploratorium, uh, Something Incredibly Wonderful Happens. Uh, And cause there were a lot of uh, people who worked with Frank who kind of described his demeanor, how they made them him, uh, how he made them feel um you know how he kind of approached things with this whimsy which those kind of little things really helped me kind of find find his spirit in that way
2: yeah and and even all the things before that i mean reading about you know of course he was part of the red scare stuff and like the best job he could get out of that was they allowed him to teach at a high school and i thought that's you know and then very qualified
1: very right right
2: luckily you know he recovers and and continues
1: but, but something about frank is that i i I listened to a podcast um, with one of his former uh, high school students and they said, although he was incredibly overqualified, you could not tell by the way he taught. He really just took it seriously and wanted these students to learn and have as much appreciation for it as he did, which I think really speaks to him. There was no point it sounded like that. He was like, oh, this is above me. He just just met it at whatever level he could.
2: Well, and the fact that, you know, you get to bring all of that in here. Um, I'm guessing you didn't have to learn to play the flute unless you already know how to play the flute. I did
1: not. I did not, I did not have, uh, <laughs> need to learn how to play the flute. I did not need to learn quantum physics. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I tried. I, I mean, I tried in the sense of, okay, let's see if I can get a simple grasp of what they're talking about. Uh, only from the standpoint of, you know, when the scene's going on, I want to understand what's happening. But beyond that, I I I think it would be a fool's errand to try to really spend all my time trying to learn this.
2: <laughs> I mean that's sort of the fun of like most Chris Nolan movies though. Like we have a tradition in the house. We watch mm-hmm. Interstellar every New Year's Day.
1: Great. Like amazing.
2: And even we've we've been doing it I don't know 10 years and it started me and my wife as a fluke a whole story that and my son he's now a teenager and so now he's starting to get into it because the reason we keep doing it is because of the conversation that happens afterwards and I think you could do that with so many of his movies because you just sit there and like even if we've never studied that science you know the conversation that comes out of that is always beyond what we knew going into it
1: well, in this movie, I think does that on on so many levels. I think what's amazing when I watched it 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 really transports you to the time but also into this guy's mind and And you're able to get somewhat of an understanding. you're able to get close to what was going through his head, which I think is extraordinary. I mean, I mean, it still baffles me when I sit and think about what these guys did and how they did it and and to get to experience that. On the scale that Chris does. Uh, and then on top of that, the conversation that it it sparks with where we are today and how we live in the shadow of this of this monumentous uh historical event is uh it's it's very rich. I think I'm I'm just very excited for everybody to see it.
2: That's 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 sort of the hope, right? You do the movie and and it's not just it's not just a biopic or whatever this is a thriller or whatever, but it, but it it ends up having to say something. And, and I don't know if you have the answer to that, but, but what is that something like, what is, because, you know, for me, here we are, of course, when it still feels like we could blow each other up at any time. Right. Or we'll poison each other digitally somehow, you know, by the end of
1: all this, like, like for you, what does it mean? Well, I think, I mean, I think, that it, it has a lot of parallels to what we're, what we're going through today. I think it's important to be aware of, of the technologies when, when they're coming out and, and thinking about the consequences that they might have. I mean, we're seeing this with AI, we, we, where people are very excited by the, by the achievement, which is amazing, but then, okay, what happens next? Let's think ahead 10 years, 15 years. And as opposed to, to tomorrow when we get this thing ready to go. Um, Yeah, I think for me, I like life is already very fragile as it is. And with the creation of this, we've made it even more fragile. And so I think it's pretty, you know, I I went to um, I went to the uh, the museum in Los Alamos when I when I was preparing for this and uh, and there's this video of all the nuclear tests that have occurred since this bomb, and it's i mean it's like two hundred and seventy something. It's like it, it it just and how many nuclear arms are in existence, it just pops up and just it's 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 terrifying. um I mean, so I think that it's important to have these discussions of 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 where this leads us and to have some foresight a little bit. um but I think what what I've heard Chris say is that he didn't make this movie with you know a particular message. it's an incredible story and he wants to tell it. And then what's great is that leaves that kind of open-ended for other people to take what they, what they will from it. He's not telling you how to feel. He's just showing you what this is. The best movies, the best
2: songs. That's, that's what they do. Exactly. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Dylan Arnold. So I, I will ask a more of the, the nerd boy question. So you're on a set like this, as you've mentioned, with a cast that is just endless on the great names. What is that part like? Like, like, what is that hang like? I guess is what I'm saying, because this feels like it's it's not just something different, but it's something different.
1: No, it is. I mean, every day I really was looking around. And was just thinking to myself, I'm a part of something just incredibly special. I, I mean, the people that I get to work with, and you know, cast, crew, everyone is just at the top of their A game. I mean, the makeup artists, the hairstylist, the, the you know, the the sets, the 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 practical effects. It's all just everyone at the top of their game, and um, and everyone was just so excited to be there. I mean, I mean, to look at Matt Damon and Matt Damon, and be like, isn't this cool that we're here? And you're just like, yeah, it is cool. You know, it's 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 one of those things that you just I I went into it really trying to just soak up as much as I could because I didn't want to take the experience lightly. Um, that being said, you have to do a job. You can't go and idolize these people while you're working with them. You know what I mean? Um Fortunately, they were all extremely inviting and warm and just, it was about the work and you got to work with these, these incredible people. And I, I think it really um, upped my game. It makes you better when you're, when you're looking in their eyes and you're like, you know, my first scene, my first real scene with Killian, I looked into his eyes and I was like, you know, the first take I was like, oh my God, what is, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing, so, you know, and then I had to settle and I'd be like, all right, all right, do, do your job. You You got to appreciate it. Fortunately, the camera wasn't on me, you know, so, um, <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's a really, it's a really special experience. I definitely checked off many bucket list of people to work with in one go. So, uh, you know, <laughs> does
2: it, do, do you now, do you find that you have that opportunity um, or however that, you know, to be phrased that, that you want the opportunity or whatever that it has redirected how you want to go forward with your career? Does, does it allow for that?
1: in terms of the quality of work of what, of what kind of thing I want to look for or what you've learned, what you've taken from it, you know, do you come out
2: of this and go, Oh, you know what, this is, this is a path I can see now or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it did. I I think it, it opened me up to just, I think there's a lot of places that I hope and hoped to go in my career. And, um, Working with Christopher Nolan, it it wasn't even a bucket list item because I never really thought that I just never really thought that that was going to be a thing. Um, So honestly, funny enough, this was one of the first jobs that I actually felt completely comfortable and confident in because I figured, okay, if a guy like this is inviting me to come to set, I guess I, I guess I belong. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust him and, and trust is huge. I think that it, it opens you up to do uh, much better work, but um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw how deep you could go in, into uh, a character in a role. I mean, watching Killian, just, he's so fantastic and he did it with such grace in a way that like it, it I feel like you hear about some actors who have these huge roles and they're not pleasant to work with. It it was the opposite. He was, you know, the camera would not be rolling and he'd be talking to you and be pleasant. But then, you know, he took his moment when he needed to and then camera would roll and he would do his thing and he would do it incredibly. So, um, I mean, and just to watch these people have the joy that they, I mean, to watch Chris and Hoyta Van Hoytema who is the cinematographer they had like smiles on their faces every day. They were just so giddy to be out doing this, to be in the rain or to be blowing stuff up. You know, it's just, it's it reminds you that it's just it's it's so much fun. They really made it fun.
2: Well, I know next we see you in uh, Lady in the Lake, right? That's what that's yeah. what comes after this.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell that doesn't have an official release date, but um, but yeah, I'm excited for that to come out. I think and and like going working with Chris and then working with someone like Alma Harrell is just I I had a dream year last year so I I grew a lot from it um yeah in terms of how I want to approach work and how the people I really respect approach their work is that one of those things did you shoot those back to back uh yeah I I mean I had about a month and a half in between or two months in between um so uh yeah it was it uh yeah, it's I, I can't expect every year to be like that, but, uh, but I, it was uh, it was such a wonderful experience, both of them.
2: Well, I so enjoy watching you and and everything you do. Congratulations on this, man! I mean, this was this is you can already tell this is going to be one of those movies, right? That we're still going to be talking about years from now. So, I think so. Yeah, so so happy you got to be a part of it. Thank you for taking the time to talk about it. I've so enjoyed this.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you so much for having me.
2: And my thanks to Dylan Oppenheimer, now in theaters, thanks to you, for checking out the episode. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. Uh, I'll throw three new interviews every week your way. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so you can keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones. Again, all the usual spots, including uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast at uh, nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that... Head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday starting at six PM Eastern. It's uh we we do we do classic tracks, we do the best of new music, you get music news, you get bonus interviews. And in fact, one of my recent uh, episodes, one of my recent shows had the music of, uh, of The Killers and Florence and the Machine, Depeche Mode, The Black Crows, Cheryl Crow, The Smiths, Bjork, The Strokes, Laura Marling, Mono, Pixies, uh, The Breeders, and my interview with Josh Hami of Queens of the Stone Age. That's just an example of what you get every weeknight at 6 p.m. at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also find me on the old social media spots. That's Threads, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all four of them. My address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you
1: next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful
0: time-tested gift around
2: Get started today at try That's trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M dot com. Consequence Podcast
1: Network. The Oppenheimer-Barbie rivalry, I think, is one of the best things for cinema right now. I think it's, so, I was talking to it with a buddy and I was just like, you know, I don't remember last time that, There's been this much talk about seeing a movie on opening weekend, but let alone people literally talking about seeing two movies in one day is just so exciting.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.